0: Hey, guess what? We're five minutes late, but because we're no driving gloves, we're sorry. Uh, some last minute changes, last minute happenings, um, and of course, I we didn't do an intro last week, and I kind of like the show without an intro, so we're going to skip the intro. So just remember, it's no driving gloves. Follow us on, uh, you know, the good old face Facebook, uh, no driving gloves slash Facebook or slash YouTube, or go to our Instagram. We're kind of everywhere. Buy us a coffee. Help support the show. Um, Will's kind of found us a last-minute guest. Derek's running a little bit behind. He may join us later. Um, And Will's filled me in a little bit. But, Will, it's going to be your show tonight.
1: I'm not used to that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know how to take the lead.
1: Well, people say I'm pretty good at running my mouth. Um, Looks like we just lost so
0: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he'll come back.
1: Well, we had we had Ray Innings, uh, who's a good friend of mine. I got to know him really in the last year and a half of my life. Uh, become become friends pretty quickly. Uh, hopefully, he can make it back.
0: Uh, he's just popped back. Let me
2: add him. Sorry about that.
1: That's no. all right. So I'll, I'll kind of go back. Um, I've got to know Ray really, really well over the last uh, year and a half. We've become we've become pretty good friends. We we've we've uh, we've we've bumped noggins and we've kissed and made up and we uh, don't want
0: to hear about that you after know, you know the it, kind of stuff <laughs> Jeff put on TV this morning.
1: <laughs> and uh, you know that was probably uh, it's kind of funny how a lot of my really close friends in the very beginning. We maybe kind of got off on the wrong foot, and then it was like, you know what? We really got a lot in common, and you know, we think a lot alike about things, and we wind up being really good friends. So that that's kind of in the nutshell with 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 Ray and myself. Um, he's been over to the shop a lot of times. We're building a pretty special car for a, a very special man, and Dan Duffy, that will be debuting at SEMA. And he's came over and done some videography work with it. Uh, another car that we're debuting at SEMA for Hush Matty's come over and done some work, um, some videography work with it on us installing some stuff on on the on the Cadillac, and has really introduced me to a lot of cool people too. Um, Clay Milliken. The re- the reason I know Clay Milliken is because of Ray Eddings, and so you know just a guy that's become a dear friend and um i like spending time with him and we're both kind of assholes so you know i mean (laughs) it's just kind of uh you know good to share your friendship with people that you know stuff you have in common and he he loves cars Uh, he's he's been in the car game for a long long time uh not necessarily on the building side but more on the producer side he's um, was one of the very first people to kind of have a podcast called Volkscast that he's actually kind of started re-releasing some old episodes that are pretty freaking awesome. Uh, you need to go listen to them. And been a part of some pretty major TV shows that um, have have kicked some ass. So uh, anyway, there's my introduction to Ray. I'll, I'll let him kind of talk about a couple of the TV shows he's he was a big part of and – and uh, we can go from there. Well,
2: well, before before we do that, uh, so you guys had a question on your Facebook page tonight. When, when Carmen Gives was introduced. Too easy.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I, I was just going to say, now I know who you are because I just said back to you, well, email us the answer. And it should be easy because we might have actually given the answer away last week. When we told you when Carmen Gias were introduced, I just kind of found it weird that they were introduced on a date and then within a week, 50 or twenty years later, they stopped them. So,
2: absolutely, but, yeah.
0: Um,
2: well, I, I, didn't, want, let I, didn't, me I, I didn't want to see here. I didn't want to do the easy, low-hanging fruit. The VW stuff, thats pretty easy. I want the hard stuff.
0: Well, now you see. Now you fall into where my father is. He's the one who commented above you that he's not eligible. Right. It's, uh, now that you're on the show, I don't know if we can let <laughs> you win it. We can probably sen- we can probably send you, you know, the the same sticker package I'm sending to everybody else.
2: No, let someone else but, win.
0: And if let we someone were else
2: win.
0: well, there's th- I'm going for three winners, and actually we've still got space for at, at least one more winner. So. <laughs> I haven't checked in a bit, but, um, so I guess that falls back into, you know, that answer because of your Vokes
2: Yeah. So that's kind of a, that is kind of a, I'll tell you that story if, if you care to hear. Um, let's see, I guess, so it was 2004. Um, I was working, uh, doing commercial loans and me and the guy that would do all the appraisals for me, um, he and I both grew up on the West coast. So we had this fondness and love for air-cooled Volkswagens. And so we decided to, we lived, I lived in the Midwest at that time, lived in Indianapolis and we're like, you know, there are no VW events in the Midwest. We should put on, uh, a VW, a VW event. So we put on a racing series, four events and it did all right. It was fun. lot of great cars came out out of the Midwest you know Um, a lot of fast cars and so we decided to try it again and you know we we do the the racing series and we get a call our 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 season finale was at IRP Indianapolis Raceway Park where the U.S. Nationals are held the track where I fell in love with drag racing right so they call me up and they're like hey we're this internet radio, um, station and we want to come cover your event. And I was like, great, that would be awesome. So they came out to cover the event and their color guy, the guy who did all the color commentary didn't show up. So, uh, the guy from the, from the radio station says, Hey, if you'll come up in the booth and just, Tell me what I'm looking at. Let the audience know what we're looking at. I'll help you get through it. He's like, because I don't know crap about VWs, and I was like, sure. You know, it was great because we had like the world's fastest VW out there, the Paradise Express. Uh, you're looking at like six seventy-five at at two seventeen for an air-cooled VW, pretty quick. And, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. moving. <laughs> uh, and what I year was, was that? Two thousand five. And yeah. Um, So, uh, we do the, we do the podcast or the internet radio It wasn't called podcasting yet because you got to remember 2005, give you some perspective. Uh, February of 2005 is when YouTube started. Okay. So we're just getting into that kind of thing. The iPod was only three or four years old at that point.
0: Well, 2005 is credited as the birth year of podcasting. Yeah, that's, um, that's when, <laughs> when the RSS feed yeah, was created okay. yeah, or invented. Steve,
2: uh, well, and we got to thank Steve Jobs for that, right? Steve Jobs, because of the iPods. Well, so the, ter- the term podcast came from Steve Jobs. So 2000, 2000 is when the iPod, 2000, 2001 is when the iPod was introduced. By 2005, is, you know, it was really starting to take off. The iPod was. And so this internet radio thing, he rebranded as podcasting. iPod, you know, get it? So, um, so I did this, you know, internet radio thing, and it did really, really well for the station. The guy calls me up like a couple days after the event and says, hey, that was one of our highest rated shows. Do you think you could do a show every week? And I said, I don't know, but I'll try so i would drive uh about 45 minutes away from my house to uh noblesville indiana and record this show called it was originally called Vokes bash radio because that was the name of the drag racing series and then when steve jobs went to calling everything cast we decided to call it Vokes cast and um that was it um it was weird because here i was doing this this show that was on the internet and probably like you guys had a little bit when you started doing this, people are like, what the hell is that? Um, what, what are you doing?
0: People are still, still yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah well, well, you know what people don't realize? These shows are hard. Getting guests are difficult. Asking good questions is difficult. I do an, an hour to an hour and a half long show every week. And uh, the prep, that it took killed me. And and my show had a, a, a pretty simple, simple pre- premise. My premise was my first question to every guest was what's your VW story, right? Because everybody has one. Uh, everybody of a certain age has some crazy story of being in a bug where the floor's about to fall out of it. And there's like 27 of your closest friends and you've decided to drive four hours out of town and you sp- spent more time pushing it than driving it right and because i always loved vw drag racing i wanted to talk to all those guys that i loved when i was a kid you know um so guys like ron fleming and clyde berg and dino don chamberlain and you know that led me into meeting guys like dean kirsten who was uh one of the editors at hot VWs and RK Smith, who was an editor and Dave Cormack who did VW trends, you know, all these guys that when I was a kid, you know, those magazines were everything, right? You get that magazine, you flip it open and have those beautiful pictures of cars and this amazing text about this car that had got that somebody built. And, you know, it just was, it was, it was kind of magical. So anyway, I got to, I got to, do that and i did that from 2005 till 2007 is when i stopped doing that show but when i stopped doing that show i was doing like four car shows at the time um and then my secret shows which i still do to this day are a bunch of financial services uh podcasts for like big insurance companies um but it got it allowed me to go places that I would have never thought I would get to go just because of an internet radio show. You know, that's how I met Rich Christensen, the host of Pink's. And that's how I became a TV producer, you know. So I owe everything to VW's. <laughs>
0: Well, there's there's kind of a reason we do this um, this madness, and I fall. You know, I've talked about it a little bit on the show. I've fallen deep into the. Well, I do a couple do I do a couple of podcasts a week. I produce a couple of podcasts a week, and I edit. Even on top of that, it quickly became my full time job. And sometimes I'm a little bit
1: overworked. But all uh, all I do is show up and run my mouth. (laughs) You know. John John does all the hard work. So, Ray, can can you talk about a couple of the TV shows that uh, you were a big part of?
2: I've been really lucky to have, have you know, when I met Rich through Volkscast, uh Rich was doing, that was the first year that he was doing Pink's. And I, I wonder if you guys remember Pink's off of Speed TV, you know, where lose your race, lose the ride, right? Where two guys would race oh, yeah. and one guy would lose a car.
1: That that show that show was huge. I mean they they actually came right down the road to steal Alabama and my dad and I went went to the you know live filming of it. Yeah, it was that was the all awesome. out,
2: right? That was a pink's all out. Right. Yep. Um, and you know probably good time to point this out. I don't know if Rich gets enough credit for you know, he kind of created a category. He and I, you know, I talked to Rich probably two or three times every day and we laugh all the time because, you know, all the street outlaw guys, all of those street outlaw guys were either on pinks or pinks all out or another show that I did called pastime. Um, you know, pastime was my favorite. I loved doing pastime. Pastime was on what? Four times a day, every day on speed. Uh, Um, you know, it was a game show, um,
0: it's kind of like American Pickers uh, on history. <laughs> why does everyone bring up
2: American Pickers? Can I tell my American Pickers story?
0: Oh, I know a lot of American Pickers stories I can't even repeat. Well, so you'll love this
2: one. So I passed on American Pickers. They
0: So what have you been Mike or Mike or it, Frank? It,
2: no, 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 no. No. Mike and, and Frank show. they brought it to us to produce it as a production company. Oh. And um, I liked the idea but Frank was not my favorite person. Um, no offense, Frank, but I just didn't see it with Frank. I liked Mike. I just didn't see it with Frank. So, yeah. Uh, so Clay Milliken, who, uh, uh, will was, will was giving me a little crap about Clay gives me crap about American pickers all the time. He sends me, he'll send me pictures of him watching it on TV and go, Hey, guess what I'm watching. Like, (laughs) Great. Um, so I met how I met clay was we did a show called blow it up together. That was uh, clay's first TV show, my first TV show. And basically the premise of the show was, you know, at that time. So that was about 2007. So build shows were huge, right? You had monster garage and American chopper and, and you just knew. So they'd spend the whole hour showing you these guys building the car. And then as the credits roll, they show it driving around the parking lot. And you know, the second the cameras stop rolling, the muffler falls off, or if you stand too close, the paint job looks like crap. And so, uh, Rich and I had this idea that what we really wanted to do was a show that started after that. So you let these guys build the car, they bring it out to the, to the track and we punish the crap out of it. Um, kind of celebrate the builders and, Oh, it was so much fun, so much fun. Just, just from hanging out with Clay, right? The the best part of that show was hang, getting to know Clay. That's how I, to this day, if you ask Clay in, my, in his phone, he still has Ray blow it up in his phone. That's how he has me in there. <laughs> so,
1: well, something we talk about on this podcast a lot is young people getting involved in motorsports the automotive side of things. And my favorite show that you were a part of had a lot to do with that. And man, I, I, if I would have known you then I would have been, I would have been that little guy just grabbing your back pocket going me, 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 me. And it was called drag race high. And, you know, I, I I remember that show of course pinks and, and, and and pastime and all of those. But when you told me that you were, you know, the guy behind Drag Race High, I was like, man, yeah. Yeah, that, that's so, pretty awesome.
2: I'll be the first to admit it. Well, I've, I'm sure I've told you this a hundred times that so much of what we do uh, when it comes to television is just empty calories, just pure entertainment. But Drag Race High did my heart good. Basic premise of the show is we would take two high schools the shop classes give them ten thousand dollars they needed to build a car get all the parts do all the work they had to do everything now we bring in experts to help them so clay milliken was the host but we bring in you know charles hendrickson from pro dino he'd come in and help out or antron brown would come in um and jason line would come in and help them when they were building the motors and so they had that kind of fantasy camp element. And the thing I can say about that show um, is that I got more out of that show than those kids do. And to this day, pretty much all of the kids that were on uh, those shows, I'm still in contact with. You know, I, they're telling me about their lives and getting married and having kids. And some of, some of them have stayed into the automotive world. Um, but some of them haven't. But they all loved that experience because my mantra is you know not not every kid can go to college not every kid should go to college and that you know te- technical skills are just as important as being a doctor um you know i'll tell you something personal as well knows you know i have a daughter that is um going to school because she wants to be an attorney and i have a son who went to school to be a welder and Both of those skills are just as important, you know? So yeah, thanks Will. Drag Race High did my heart good. I would love to, I would love to bring that show back. Uh, So if there's any sponsors out there, that's what I need.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, that was, uh, man, I liked that show a lot. And, you know, even a show, any show that has to do with kids using their hands and learning the automotive industry and, you know, one of the things, one of the things that they do at the Birmingham World of Wheels, and, and I think John's actually been a part of it, is they bring in high school shop classes like the day before, or, uh, you know, they bring them in early, let them in free, or something like that, to, to let the kids walk around, and, and, you know, talk to the builders, and talk to the car owners, and, you know, and to me, that's always something pretty special with, you know, trying to get younger kids in this industry. Cause I mean, let's face it. The, the guys that like my yeah. dad and the older guys that, that grew up souping up their cars and building hot rods, it's not the same as it was back then. You can't just go get an intake and bolt it on your car. You got to have a computer and a laptop right. and, you know, it's, it seems a lot more difficult to do it now, as it was back in the day, they're trying to get cars where you can't even really, you can't even really work on them anymore, uh, which is very disheartening. But you know, so anytime there's something to do with getting kids involved in automobiles, I'm well, you all know about. what?
2: Well, the, the two things that I learned out of that, out of that show that will surprise people is one, the kids are too dumb to know they can't do it right? We gave them nine weeks to build a race car. If I came into your shop and said, well, I want to build a Fox body Mustang, a 10 second Fox body Mustang nitrous. Um, let's do it in nine weeks. You would laugh at me. You would <laughs> laugh at me, but they right. didn't know any better. And so what that taught me is that by raise, if you raise the bar, they will go over. We don't need to keep, making the bar lower and lower give them give them the challenge um them dealing with sponsors amazing to watch uh dealing with each other time management um just all of those things um it it really it really gave me hope right it gives me hope for uh what we can expect out out of kids that we challenge so and that's me on my little soapbox (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh,
0: say so that's. I was going to say that's one of those things we used to do at barbers, like before the Indy Car race and that. They always brought in. Fridays are always a slow day yep. for racing, um, so they would bring in a lot of the local high schools for free, and they had a career walk, and there forty or fifty technical employers, whether they be suppliers to, you know, Hyundai, Honda, or Mercedes. And soon to be Toyota in Alabama building cars, and it was kind of a way for them to get exposed to the racing and all of right. that.
2: Are, are you from Indy, John?
0: Am, Am I from Indy? no. no I, I grew up in I grew up in Illinois, then Kansas, where I met Will, then okay. DC, and okay. now I ended so, up in Alabama. So
2: my last two years of high school were spent in Indianapolis, and you know the whole month of May was the track. It wasn't you know just a couple of weeks; it was the entire month. You would skip school to go out to the track and that friday before the race yeah it was just tons of kids um they would do uh usually the irock race would be you know that night uh so the indies it, the indy 500 is a big deal for me i i love that love that race and love that track um i have not missed a race well with the exception of the, this last year Um, since I was 16, uh, my dad's been going since the sixties. Um, as a matter of fact, he told me today he has parked, we have parked in the same, um, front yard for that race for the last 40 years.
1: Uh, we, we got to spend, um, kind of that, that the day before together, uh, last year at Which was awesome. Which was amazing. That was pretty. That was, that was that was pretty epic. That was pretty epic. So we can't talk much about that no, right but, now. But can,
2: let me t- can I tell you a, a small indie story, which is podcast and, and VW related? Um, so I was doing. I wanted to do a show uh, about the and it in with the Indy Five Hundred. Well, in the '60s, the Indianapolis Five Hundred had two um, VW buses ragtop buses that's what you used to get in and they would take you around the track stop at the start finish line and let you get out and and do all that and so i wondered what happened to these buses and so i contacted donald davidson who is the was the track historian he just retired this year and went down i took my dad with me because i was also going to interview aj Foyt. aj Foyt had lost uh um a pretty significant race to Dan Gurney and the Nassau Bahamas. Dan Gurney was in a VW called the inch pincher, which is one of the most famous VWs. And so I was going to kill two birds with one stone. AJ Foyt's my dad's favorite racer. We go to Indy. I sit down with Donald Davidson. He tells me all about these VW buses and tells me, uh, he knows where one of them is. Cause it's still in the, in the Indy 500 collection. But he didn't know where the other one was. And that started uh, off of that show, started a search, and someone found that bus. uh, And it just sold this year um, at Barrett Jackson for like over $125,000. Someone found that Indy 500 bus and restored it. As the non (laughs) w people call them, they're called. That's too much maintenance. What's
1: that? This is too much maintenance.
2: Uh, yeah, you know. I mean, but the whole thank God for that too much maintenance, Will, because I wouldn't know I wouldn't know how to set the gaps on points. I wouldn't know how to adjust the valves. I wouldn't know <laughs> how to change my own oil, how to change a, a fan belt, how to you know, one of the biggest uh, um, biggest times I ever got in trouble as a kid was rebuilding one of those Solex carburetors from a VW on the kitchen table, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so how
1: how many Volkswagens air air cooled Volkswagens
2: have you owned? And the, for the cars somewhere around sixteen or seventeen, and then um, when I started having kids, I bought my first bus. Uh, and if you go into the Vokescast uh, Facebook page, you'll see you'll see that bus. And that bus's name was Hank. And um, I take my kids camping in that bus and take it to events and do my podcast from that bus. Uh, in some ways, I think that bus was way more famous than the show was. Um, and thankfully <laughs> for me, when we decided, I decided at some point, because it was a, it was a nineteen seventy low light bay window bus. So it means it had the type one motor, same motor that's in the in the bug. And so it was very underpowered. And it had a queen size bed in it. And then on the top it had a cot. And when the kids were little, it had a cot that went over the front seats. And when the kids were little, that was plenty of room. I had a side tent and all that. But as they started to get bigger, and as you know, my kids are giants. Um, yeah, I needed yeah. need a little more room so I decided I wanted a Riviera which is, instead of being a Westphalia where the top pops up from the front in a, like a triangle shape, a Riviera pops straight up, and so there's a queen size bed up top, queen size bed at the bottom, and uh, I, I would love to have another bus, I, I love the buses especially, you know, as, as I get older, um, they just ride better, <laughs> even though yeah. Fun fact about the about the bus. The bus same wheelbase as the bug, exact same wheelbase.
1: Is same, basically the same chassis.
2: Yep, exactly.
1: I, I haven't been around Volkswagens that much. I mean, uh, you and I kind of built one together, uh, which is pretty cool. And that's the most I've really ever worked on one. Uh, learned learned uh, a lot from you and. Uh, just being hands-on with, with this cute little bug that we built. It, it, just, and, um, it just makes
2: sense, right, right Well,
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: cool, cool little cars, you know. So that is, that. that is a rendering of Hank that you're looking at right now. I, I, well, I What I just realized is I just... so I, I've been, I couldn't find an actual uh, photo of uh, it. Slowly, <laughs> and I just put a photo of Hank on Instagram. But this is the rendering that... Uh, John,
1: Jen- oh. <laughs> he, oh, he's, uh, well, we were learning he's about actually the in Atlanta, Georgia right now. <laughs> and I think they're getting pretty hammered well, with some, with some bad, Right. Right. Well, so. they're,
0: they're getting what we had three or four hours ago. And yeah, that wasn't any fun. Oh, I heard him boot back in there. Let's see if,
2: um, so what up, I- I was going to say, John Jensen is the car bank. He also did the logo for Volkscast and all that. Um, John, amazingly talented. He's a Volkswagen guy. Sure, sure. So John is a a Volkswagen guy. um, But John works for Ford and did the gigantic clay model of the F40 when they were going to bring back back the F40. Um, So he's a super talented dude. And he's a vw guy right yeah you're fine can you hear me
0: yeah okay
2: <laughs> so
0: yeah you're just a little bit quieter than will and i've been playing with le- trying to keep levels up throughout the show but we're we're doing okay nobody's complaining in the comments so <laughs> i'm
2: trying not to scream at my
0: phone <laughs> oh that's that podcaster thing that's that podcast editor thing
2: <laughs> exactly so it's so much easier now to podcast, right? When I started, you know, it was it was voodoo. Um, I, I think I think the software that we used to to do the audio through was a piece of software called Cool Edit Pro, which is now Adobe Audition. Um, but you know, you had to buy these Teloses, which I think the last one I bought was like fifteen hundred dollars, and that's so um, if somebody called in. You could take their audio and run it through the board, record it, and then the host could actually talk into the microphone and they could hear it over the phone. Um, it was very much like natural t- radio then. Yeah,
0: it, it was voodoo science back then. I got a $500 board and a uh, $10 adapter. I can talk to you through my iPhone if I had to.
2: <laughs> I know it's it's insane now. It's insane. So.
0: And it's amazing how complicated people still make it, but it helps pay the bills.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Podcasting is very much, I think because of the pandemic exploded. It's funny because I got a, um, I got an email from a fan uh, from the Vokescast days. And he asked me if I was ever going to put those shows up on the internet. And I said, I had them on hard drive hard drive crapped out a couple years ago. So those shows are lost to the ages. And he said, well, I've been moving them from PC to PC. I saved every single one of them. Would you like me to send them to you? Right. So he sent me all of those shows. And so I decided to get rid of all the crap out of them, which, you know, we're you're talking about topical things that are happening in the VW world and events and all that stuff. And just take out some of those interviews because, I was fortunate enough to talk to some pretty, the Bruce Meyer interview is literally one of my favorite interviews ever. That guy, he invented the Myers Maddox. He invented the dude buggy. Um, oh, I,
0: I've met be- Bruce a couple of times. Bruce,
2: beautiful man, wonderful person. Um, but you know, so much more than just this inventor of the dude buggy, you know, he was in world war two and, um, was a, his boat was attacked by kamikazes, and he was in the merchant marines, and he was an artist, and um, t- to do a fiberglass, you know, doing that fiberglass dune buggy in the middle middle sixties, fiberglass was still an exotic material, you know, it it was like it was like doing carbon fiber was a few years ago. It was exotic, um, and so to to decide to do that. It's pretty impressive, right, when people think outside of the box like that.
0: I got to have dinner with him a couple of years back at Carlisle. He was featured there a few times. And it's, just, it's one of these guys that you don't know what to ask. You just sit there and listen to the stories.
2: Yeah, yeah. He and I were supposed to do a half an hour interview. We ended up talking for a little over two hours, and I barely edited any of it out because it was just all so compelling, even when we weren't talking about cars. You know, we got off on a tangent about literature at one point, point. Um, and he's just that kind of guy. And, and I think that that's the – I think we kind of forget that sometimes as car guys. You know, the cars bring us in, but we're all three-dimensional people. We're not just the car that we drive or the cars that we love, Right. Um, yeah, I've got it, a lot of friends that I've met stars and
1: we get on the phone now, we don't even talk cars. We're talking cooking or moonshine or bourbon or cigars or you know we don't even we don't even talk cars. I mean we, we do it we do it all day, every day and exactly you find out you have a lot of other things in common with those people and and that's that's what you gravitate to, you know. So, like John and podcast,
2: exactly.
1: You, you all right <laughs> over there? What, what are you What are you drinking?
0: <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, it's that COVID, you know. <laughs> maybe you need something no, sour in that. I'm just drinking my diet Pepsi. Wow.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, I, I maybe it right it's there. probably
0: because I skipped having a cigar.
2: Ah, there we go. See, I I, I love me some Cubans. I love me some cigars. So (laughs) I, I need to ask you guys, because you've had my favorite person in the whole world on. You had Clay on. How was that for you, John?
0: It was a great interview. Unfortunately, we tried a new piece of software, and it screwed up his end. The guy that's the professional that does it just got done with his Facebook Live. It messed up his interview, and I, I'm working with my um, uh, Isotope RX now, trying to save that interview. I really don't want to make him come back on and spend another hour with us, because you know that first interview you get the raw good stuff, and even if you, you'll you never replicate that, so I'm trying to put it back. But you know, it was kind of it was kind of good. We talked to him about his Kroger days and driving a forklift, and uh, it was it was enjoyable. And hopefully one day our listeners get to participate with it.
2: Well, you should, you should get me back on. He is literally one of my favorite people in the whole world. He is, uh, exactly, um, exactly who you think he, he, he is going to be, you know, uh, in the early days of the speed stuff, when Rich and I were, you know, coming up with ideas and pitching them to speed and everything. And, um, I would said to him at one point, you know, Clay, I love this guy. You know, when he, when, win or lose, when he gets out of the car and does that interview, he's the happiest guy to be there. And, um, he, Rich and, and Clay happened to meet each other at PRI one year because Rich was going to try to arm drop two top fuel cars and Clay's like, there's no way you can stand in between two top fuel cars, but Rich, (laughs) Rich was going to try. And um, started the relationship, you know, and I've had Clay's hosted Blow It Up for me, hosted Drag Race High for me, um, a, a ton of shows. I've either, And I always try to work him into every show that I do.
0: Why don't you, can we get you to take a second? And it, it I'm going to say a second, and you'll probably go three minutes. But... Give us a list of all the automotive shows that you've been tied to. I mean, you keep oh. dropping a new one and dropping a new one. I want to know.
2: <laughs> okay. So, so okay.
0: So. All the automotive shows that you've been a tied to that you can remember.
2: <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, launch Hour. Blow It Up. pastime, Drag Race High. Wanted Done. um. Speed records, um, the show that I hosted, uh, which was called Rapid Turnover. I just showed that to my son on YouTube. We had a good laugh about that a couple of days ago because he was little when I did that show. I was the voice of that show. They're pigs, pigs all out. Was there something? Was there something yeah.
1: with IHRA? Is that enough?
2: Oh, IHRA Nitro Jam, uh, Burnout. Um, yeah, I've been fortunate to do a lot of car stuff and love every minute of it. Um, yeah, IHRA Nitro Jam was great. There was, a, there was a, a few years ago, the IHRA had really come on, had some juice and was trying to get back to that heady days of uh, being competition uh, for the NHRA. And because you know you got to remember, you know, in the '80s, early '90s, the IHRA and the NHRA, you know, those Top Fuel guys, they'd run the IHRA, they'd run the NHRA, and it was great competition. Um,
1: and there was really so only was one excited, driver,
2: uh, one driver Fox came back you that know,
1: which could was, transition from IHRA to NHRA and still compete and still
2: win. And that was Clay Milton. I mean, people forget. You know, he won like <laughs> yeah. something like 51 rounds without losing. He won six world championships in a row. In a row. He, to this day, at most tracks, still owns either the elapsed time yeah. or the speed record at most I'm, I'm pretty sure he still, still has it for a They're steel. still running. Clay probably has the record for him. He dominated, um, and
1: and the day you never know. The day he walked about, in that door right? right there, just never. And uh, I thought I thought we we're gonna have to pick my dad up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good day. Ray, Ray was actually that was a great day.
2: Well, I mean, as everyone knows, Will, as everyone knows, Will in real <laughs> life, right. the best part of Will is that's his right. and his dad and his mom. <laughs> <laughs> My kids. So that's the that's the best part of the package.
1: Can't forget about them. God, God help them.
2: <laughs> so, so yeah, I've, I've been really fortunate. There was there was a time. Uh, with speed where to their credit, they really gave us a lot of, um, they let us, they, they took chances and they let us do a lot of stuff. Uh, one of the things I'll, I'll always be grateful to them is it was, it was probably a year before they were going to become Fox, uh, Fox sports one. And we had just, um, we were getting ready to do another season of drag race. High. We had found the schools. We had sent all the gear out to to the the state that we were going to do it in, and rented apartments, and you know because that show we would we would shoot for ninety days straight, and then bring everything back and edit it into ten episodes. And um, we were getting ready to head out to start shooting that, and they called uh, Bob Ecker, who was the head of of programming and development at speed called and said, Hey, look, you know, we're going to become Fox sports one. And so we're going to have to cancel drag race high and we're not going to do any new shows between now and when we make the change. Well, literally for that entire year, you couldn't turn on that channel without it being a show that I hadn't produced. And that was amazing. You know, we whether it was pastime or drag race, I or speed records or whatever, Um, because we were smart enough back in the days when we did speed records and all that. I don't know if you guys remember these days, but 2007 to like 2009, we lived in an SD world, a standard definition world. And uh, Martin Fisher, who was the owner of the production company I worked for and a guy who I'll forever be indebted to. Um, we made the decision to shoot everything in HD. So when there was that SD to HD transition, guess what? They only played our stuff because it was already in HD. Um, and when speed was going off the, off the air, uh, they just played the heck out of our stuff, which allowed us to set ourselves up, you know, at another network. Because at the end of the day, television, like anything else, is a relationship business you know, like the car business, it's it's all about relationships and and do they believe you can get it done and all that other stuff. So, um, yeah, I always, always appreciate Bob Becker for doing that for us.
1: Well, I know uh, back in those days, it seemed like I watched a lot more TV then than did I do now. And, I mean, I, we would just, I'd get home and flip it on speed. And, um, and that's that's just what, especially if I went over to mom and dad's, because that's all dad ever watched was speed. It didn't matter what was on; it was on speed channel. And uh, so, it's kind of it's kind of crazy how uh, everything comes full circle.
2: I'll give you a funny little piece of trivia. Do you do you remember what the name of? Pastime was before it was Pastime. There were five episodes that were on that. It, it was Pastime the show, but it wasn't called Pastime then.
1: Oh man, I remember.
2: Or I remember watching it. Um, it. It was it was part of a concept they had. We called it Launch Hour. So basically, we did five episodes of a show concept, and then let the audience decide. It so was now, um, our launch show.
1: It, it was,
2: God dang. It was a horrible name. On purpose.
1: Yeah, Guess the Time or something like that, wasn't it? Name that test too. Na- yeah, that's it. But yeah, I, I remember it.
2: And somewhere, and I think it's up on Facebook somewhere, uh, probably on the Pastime page, I think I put it up there, um, to show speed, kind of what the idea was, it was me, Clay Milliken, and Ken Herring, if you remember Ken. Yeah. Uh, we, we stood on the stage at Cordova Dragway, and Rich played the, the part of Brett Wagner, and we brought up a rental car, and <laughs> did the whole spiel, the whole mechanics of the thing, and wrote our times on a piece of paper and held it up. Yeah, that was the other thing. You know, pastime at the beginning, uh, we had whiteboards. So they'd write on these whiteboards and show it to the audience and um, that lasted the first taping and they were like, no, this doesn't work this this, this, doesn't is, work. this, is, this is too low tech. <laughs> All
1: right, so we've talked pastime a lot, and I know you and I've talked about this, <laughs> you probably know where I'm going. The most famous pastime passed down the drag strip. All right, yeah. It was a black fox body Mustang, right? Was it white black
0: fox body Mustang?
1: White, it, white. Okay. Well, I, I remember I was watching it, and when this dude left the line, my eyes were like, "Whoa!" And so, I mean, I can't remember what Ken and and all the guys guessed, but you know, they were, you know, probably. Eleven forties or whatever, you know, stock bottom man, nothing's crazy, and this dude clicks off like an eight pin or some crazy shit. Um, so, I, I know, uh, I know that kind of uh, kind of ruffled your feathers a little bit, right?
2: Uh, I, I was pretty upset because, so, so the th- here's the thing about pastime. Pastime is that fifteen minutes of fame for those guys when they pull up in their cars. It's an opportunity for them to show to their friends, to their family, that all those late nights in the garage, they're not crazy, right? They get to show off. And it's all about making them look good. And it's also about uh, the contestants um, showing that, you know what, when it comes to cars, when it comes to this thing, they are smarter than any Jeopardy contestant. And so when somebody comes up and just flat out lies and doesn't give them an opportunity to kind of, um, you know, show what they know, that really made me upset. Um, And I think I've even told you, you know, there was one episode that never aired uh, that we shot in Vegas where a contestant, uh, so the way pastime works, as you know, we get three or 400 cars that would show up. And in the beginning, I would go out and pick all the cars. And then, as the seasons went on, we brought in a friend of mine, Troy. And Troy would go out and put together the cars. And, you know, we kind of had a flow that we liked to, to have. I'm a fan of the ridiculous. So, you know, if you showed up with a, a little red wagon that did sixes, I want to see that, right? <laughs> um, and so... You would line all those 10 cars up just before we'd start taping so that we could do all those beauty shots. You know, so when a guy says, this is the kind of motor I have, you see that beautiful shot of the motor and you know, all of that stuff. Well, this guy, uh, his daughter was on the show. He went down and just basically asked those guys, Hey man, what does this thing run? What does it run? What does it run? Um, and then went and told her and then she went up on stage and just kind of made a mockery of the show. She was asking the contestants, not, you know, what rear end you got in that car. She was saying, boxers are briefs, you know. Um, and I, that always drove me crazy, right? If you didn't take, we're there to have fun, but don't make a joke out of it, right. you know. If we let her keep the $2,000, we just never aired the show. <laughs> y'all got y'all got the last laugh. It sucked because the ten people, the ten cars that were on that show, never saw the light of day. Right, um, and that that breaks my heart for those people. You know, yeah, cheat,
1: cheating's never cool, and that that definitely classifies as cheating. So, if she would have played it cool, you know, she could have cheated and got away with it. You know, which is part of part of racing really i mean it's part it's been part of racing from day one is cheating and and not getting
2: caught it's not really cheating you know till you get caught so uh yeah we worked hard on trying not to have cheaters like if you noticed contestants that typically wasn't their home track they were from the other side of the country you know you know we tried to do that as often as possible every now and again there would be somebody that that was kind of their home track, but you do because of their skill level. Um, it, it was the wash, you know, and, yeah. and typically everyone, everyone knew that. Like we uh, we were Valdosta, Georgia, uh, you know, and I love Valdosta. Uh, that's where duck puts on those uh, radial. Um, oh yeah. that's Duck puts on some of the, he's, one of the biggest supporters of pastime and, and one of the best promoters that I know. So we were down in Valdosta and we had went out one night, uh, to blow off some steam. Cause it'd been kind of a tough, tough shoot just because of weather. Weather was always it never, it was never cars or any of that. Usually it was weather that would kick our butts. And, uh, the bartender Was like, oh my God, pastime! I love that show. I'm gonna let's get rid of. I'm gonna get everyone out of the bar here. We're gonna leave it open for you for the rest of the night. So guess what? I brought that guy on the show, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because he he showed us so much hospitality, and he 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 did pretty good. He he almost won. He almost won. Ken was hard to beat. So
0: I'm gonna be mean and say we're bumping up on that 60 minute mark. And I would love to get you back, Ray, um, in a little bit more organized fashion, and have you all mentally prepared. I appreciate you jumping on. You talked about how hard it is to get podcast guests, and we'll f- put you together in five minutes <laughs> or less. Well, that's just less than five minutes.
1: That's, that's just a testament of uh, our friendship, you know. And um, yes, and and Ray was. Probably honestly, getting ready to sit down and and watch it. So might as well call him and have him be on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's been great listening to you and that. Um, you know, we've had our audio ups and downs. The audio podcast will be nice and clean and perfect. Uh, but videos, video, and that's why. Sorry, Ray. I know that's your your game now, but
2: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's funny. When Will called, I was actually editing uh, the show that I'm going to put up on Volkscast Archives tomorrow, which uh...
0: well, I guess Ray decided to leave us.
1: <laughs> Volkscast <laughs> Facebook page. Go check it out.
0: Basically... Uh, he said the Volkscast Archives. I wonder if that is the same as Volkscast Radio. I don't know.
1: I'll have to do a little digging and see. So.
0: Yeah, he might pop back up here in a minute. But again, like I said, I'll clean up this audio. Um, Check us out on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, Got a comment on Ray's goatee. Um, Facebook, Instagram. i be watching Instagram. We we listened to Derek last week, and we're putting up uh, Tomorrow in History now, uh, being very well-received. There was the trivia question today, and if I can relate it back to an episode or if I can come up with trivia questions, I got a bunch of stuff here that I want to give away. It might be stickers. It might be T-shirts. It might be... I, I don't know. I'm really trying to downsize. I might even throw some Corvette promotional stuff in there. No no affiliation with Derek. I just happen to have a garage full of Corvette stuff for some odd reasons, but... Um, I don't know if Ray's going to make it back, but it was great having him. We thank him for being on the show, and we owe Will a lot. A lot of our listeners, a lot of our Facebook, a lot of our social media is because of Will. And you know, he yeah. says I do it all. Now I'm going to be nice, and I'm actually going to say publicly, Will's helped this show tremendously on his end too. I mean, I was very strategic when I chose my co-hosts. <laughs> well,
1: if uh, if I could uh, figure out a schedule and actually you know have some time to put forth an effort to promote social media a little bit better I, you know it'd be a lot better but um it's a tough it's a tough thing to do running a running a hot rod shop with several employees and wives and kids and and doing a tv show and everything else
0: I, yeah i mean you've got i just I just wonder, you've got six cars, I think you said, maybe eight cars going to SEMA. Um, anybody anybody who can top that, let me know. <laughs> you know
1: there's well, uh, I, I, I know I know four is dead set on. I think some of the other ones may have uh backs well five. one hundred percent. a couple of others may be sliding back a little bit. I don't know. It's uh the rest of them are out of my control. I, I really can't... Um, I can't... Really,
0: hey, you put you, you put them together. It's up to the owners to live up to the right, the show. Right, exactly. <laughs>
1: they, they basically have spots, but they have to do their part to uh, honor it and get them out there and everything else. I mean, I, I'm going to be responsible for getting three or four out there. Uh, three for sure, possibly four. And... You know, I mean that's physically all I can do. I mean that's it's that's a lot. That is a lot, especially when you when you only have a two car trailer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. waiting for that uh fifty four foot stacker or fifty six foot stacker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think fifty six might be a little illegal. I think fifty three is about as big as you can get.
0: I don't know. I just I just see numbers on Walmart trucks every now and then or something (laughs) like that, but. It was good having you tonight, Will. It was great having Ray. Uh, Check out Volkscast Radio. We'll put some links up on our social media and stuff about it. I know I've got a lot of air-cooled buddies out there. I tried putting something up on my Facebook page, but, you know, last minute, it shows you need to tune in every week because you'll never know what we have in store. Yeah, come on,
1: R.J. Get with the program.
0: I, I, he talked about um, what's this NBA Finals? I I don't understand that new big action. I don't know what it is. So
1: uh, I gotta give one. Well, that's it. I gotta give one one shout out to Trevor Moon. He has seen where he tuned in early and and said what's up. So uh, uh, man, Trevor been doing great, and hope uh, hope you can. Oh. Uh,
0: and, and I meant to say to this Jimmy guy that, you know, he's last commentator f- last week, first commentator this there you week. Go. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: and there, there's Ray coming up on the comments saying thanks. So uh, sorry about the rough internet connection. We'll have him back. I think we can when everything's prepped and we're all on our game, I think we'll have a great, great show with him. Not that tonight's wasn't bad. There's there's some juicy nuggets tonight. <laughs> Will you have a good night? I'm going to go ahead and, I don't know, should I play a video clip to get out of here or something? What do I have in the in store? Uh, I think we'll, I don't even know what this one is. I'll play this one. I don't know what it is, but we're out of Adios. here. Adios.